Welcome to the MJV Podcast, where we focus on building your faith and stirring up your passion to win souls. Take a minute to subscribe if you haven't already, so you can stay up to date with everything we do. Now here's your host, Evangelist Mike Vitalich. I love it. I love it. Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So you know, it's not just, it doesn't stop again at salvation, and it doesn't stop at freedom. He's also given us health, healing, strength in your body, strength in your bones. So, so many times people will say, well, you know, if it, if it be your will, Lord, or Lord, if, if you would grace me with, with just healing this pinky toe I have stubbed on the corner of my bed, Father. You know, like so many times we think, well, you know, I, the Lord gave, I have salvation, so I, I, you know, I don't want to ask for too much, or I don't want to believe for too much because I don't deserve it, Lord. But you have to switch that mentality. You have to know, you know what? I receive salvation, so I get all of these things added on top. Salvation might have been the ice cream, but here comes the whipped cream, the sprinkles, the bananas, the hot fudge, glory to God, I thank you, Lord, the cherry on top, because you know it doesn't stop there. You have the right, when you receive salvation, you have the right to come to the throne room of God and say, Lord, I thank you for healing me. I thank you, Father, for for setting me free. I thank you, Father, that this may be the doctor's report, but God, your report is the only report that matters, and your report says I am healed. Your report says I am whole. Your report says that I I can live a pain-free life. That's your right as a child of God. Because the enemy will come and he'll try to distract you. He'll try to get you uh, uh, totally in, in left field and say, well, you know, this is just how it is. This is just what it's supposed to be like. Well, you know, it runs in the family. Well, well let it stop with you. Amen? Let it stop with you. Let it stop with you. That's why, you know, I, I, and I'm not, you know. We love doctors. I'm not saying anything against doctors. We love doctors, and, and I'm not going into that. But I just want you to know that, that you have, it's a, you know, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but with spirits, principalities, things like that. So you have to understand that even though in your body it might not feel like it, you might not feel healed. You might not wake up in the morning and feel like getting out of bed. You might not uh, feel like, you know, there's some mornings you might, you might wake up, you don't even feel saved. But does that mean that, that you're not saved? No. Does that mean that you're not a Christian? No. There are mornings I wake up, I don't, and before I have my coffee especially, I don't feel saved, right? I don't feel like a Christian. I don't feel like a pastor, right? So there, and you have to, you have to have that, hold that same mentality when it comes to all of these things. You might not feel free. You might not feel healed. You might not feel blessed. But it doesn't matter about your feelings. Because the enemy will come in and lie about your feelings. Your feelings will lie to you. That's why it's not about feelings. It's about the word of God. So even if you wake up and you don't feel healed, well, you know, I prayed for this headache and it didn't go away. I don't feel healed, so healing must not be for me. And that's how the enemy just spirals you all out. But it's not about what you feel. It's about what's, what is yours. And you don't focus on, on the things that, that are present in, in, in the feeling of your body because you just know, no, I'm healed. By your stripes, Lord, I'm healed. 
No, it doesn't matter. Another doctor calls me up. I'm healed, though. So you can give me all the reports you want. I'm going to sit here with joy. I'm going to sit here with peace. I'm going to sit here and, and enjoy the Lord because I know Come I'm on. healed. Yeah. Amen. 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 I had a discussion with a, a friend of mine, and I tell people, sickness is not from God. And then some people say, well, sometimes, you know, the Lord teaches you stuff in sickness, which is, which is completely bogus. And then because then, I, cause then I, I told him this. I said, well, I said, well, let me ask you something. And, you know, this is a good friend of mine, so we could have these conversations. Um, I said, well, if God's trying to teach you something about being sick and he's giving you sickness, then, then why are you taking medicine for it? Why are, you, why are you trying to go against God's, quote, unquote, you know, punishment and taking medicine? Come on, somebody. Is this making sense? Why are you taking medicine to help you? Why are you going to see all these doctors and, and trying to get cured, right? That's why. It, and as soon as I said that, I just, it felt like I shot a religious cow, you know. Moo. Boom. That's it. Done. And, I, and, and the Lord started to work on him. And that revelation of healing was like, Wow. So I've been struggling, I've been fighting, I've been, I've been dealing with this my whole entire life, 15 plus years, and I don't need, you tell me this is not from God? That's not from God. He's not going to teach you. He's not going to teach you with pain and suffering. He's not going to teach you with sickness and disease. He's not going to teach you with cancer. Come on, somebody. I curse cancer in the name of Jesus. Cancer can go back to hell where it belong. Healing is the children's bread. Come on, I curse high blood pressure in the name of, I curse diabetes. I curse thyroid disease in the name of Jesus. I curse kidney disease in the name of Jesus. Anything that has a name has a knee and it must bow to the mighty name of Jesus. And I call you healed in the name of Jesus. Come on, we don't tolerate with sickness. It is for us. Jesus paid a price. Glory to God. Some of you are walking out of healed in the name of Jesus. That's your gift. That's you've been leaving God for. Lord, would you heal me today? And, and the Lord would say, yes, you are healed in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. If that's you, make some noise. We serve a living God. We serve a healer. We serve a miracle worker. Come on. We don't serve a dead God. We don't serve a religious God. We serve a loving God, a God that wants to pour out blessing, a God that wants to pour out health. Come on. And if you don't receive it, I receive it. Glory to God. Yeah. Hallelujah. And like I said, we, we love doctors. But there's what the doctor said and then what God said. Come on. There's what the doctor said and then there's what God said. Hallelujah. He says you are healed. He says you are whole. Come on. Who the son set free is free indeed. Come on. You're free from sickness. You're free from chronic de depression. You're free from that. Glory to God. Say, I'm free. I'm free. In Jesus' name. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, some people, my wife and I, we talk like that to us. Like, my wife will say, say stuff. Because, you know, we were in Texas. We had a phenomenal outreach. And the last day, I felt something try to come on me. And I go to my wife. I said, we got to pray right now. Because when the Lord gives you a wife, that's, that's a prayer partner for life. Come on, somebody. <laughs> he who finds a wife finds a good thing and finds favor. Hallelujah. I have favor. I have a good thing. I have a phenomenal thing. Glory to God. I have someone I can come in agreement all the time. Hallelujah. So I said, I need you to pray. Let's pray right now. Because I felt something yucky come on me. And I'm preaching. We're doing an outreach in Texas. And we're feeding so many people. And 
that's just how the enemy works, you know. That's just how the enemy works. And so we prayed that thing. We went right back to its sender. In Jesus' name, listen, I got news for you. What God has blessed, no man can curse. Come on. What God has blessed, say, I'm blessed. No man can curse. Glory to God. You are blessed. Hallelujah. You are anointed. Hallelujah. And so we got to, we got to uh, see a great, a great harvest. 139 people came to receive Jesus. And then in that last, listen, this is how, because the enemy knows your destiny. He's afraid of you knowing your destiny. That's why he tries to block you. That's why he tries to get, send somebody to distract you. That's why he tries to send things to come on you, sickness. But let me tell you something. That night, we saw the most miracles we've ever seen in, in, in my life. We saw one, one girl, one young girl, she had a broken vertebrae. Say broken vertebrae. That's your back. I found out that was a back. I had no idea what a vertebrae was. I'm sorry. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I'm a minister. Glory to God. And so she had a, a brace on and everything. And I just told her, like I'm telling you, you understand Jesus paid a price for you. Jesus paid a price for you. That price doesn't go away. That, 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 doesn't, that doesn't stop. It doesn't matter what your past was. It's your past. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It's about now. Amen. And, I, and the person gave their life to the Lord. And I said, do you believe Jesus could heal you? Do you believe Jesus is the healer? Because I'm, I'm not the healer. Glory to God. And the power of God touched this 14, 15-year-old girl. My God. And, all, and then I, I felt, you know, when I ministered to it, I felt a heat go through my whole body. I felt, I felt virtue leave me. Glory to God. And I said, do something. I said, you are healed. You are healed. It's not a faith statement. It's the truth. You are healed. Do something you couldn't do. And the mom screamed out, honey, start twisting. Start twisting. She was in gymnastics. And she couldn't do gymnastics. Well, she couldn't do. But now she can. And she started moving and twisting. And the mom's face just like, miracle. Come on, someone say miracle. <laughs> say, Jesus has a gift for me today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number three. Which he was leading into is because of Jesus, we have blessings. We have access to blessings. We are blessed and we are highly favored. Amen. Blessings is a result to God's call to action. Blessing is the result of your obedience. So you can see throughout the word, you know, the Lord will give a uh, what we call a call to action. He'll give you um, direction. He'll give you an instruction. And from that, when your obedience kicks in, when you do what it is he's told you to do or asked of you, the blessing comes. So, so you have to uh, evaluate your life, evaluate your day, evaluate um, your walk with the Lord and say, Lord, am I, am I doing all that you've told me to do? Because he, and he will come in and he will correct. When you pray like that, he will correct. Uh, he might convict. He might um, give you a, an instruction. Maybe you haven't heard from the Lord and you want to hear an instruction. But understand that whatever it is he tells you to do, it's always, there's always a blessing attached to it. Whatever it is he tells you to sow and give, there's always a blessing attached to it. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't let anything go uh, unrewarded. 
So when you when you follow his plan, whatever it is, and it could be maybe you're a, a stay-at-home mom, maybe you work in a corporate business, maybe you're uh, in, in ministry or you feel called to ministry, you have to understand that that anything the Lord tells you to do, it's always because for our benefit because he has a blessing attached to it. And from that obedience brings the blessing. Proverbs 10.22 says, The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Third John 1.2, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospereth. Jeremiah 29.11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Psalm 23, 1 through 2, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. 2 Corinthians 9, 8, and if I'm going too fast, just see me after service. <laughs> and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. So, so many, and, and, and no, nobody here, of course, but so many times people, the body of Christ will say, well, I don't need material things, or I don't need the blessing of the Lord like that. The Lord's blessed me with salvation. The Lord's blessed me uh, with a healing, you know, and they just kind of stop, but it doesn't stop there. Why? Because, you know, the Lord, the Lord loves to bless his children. Maybe you have children here. You, you love nothing more than to bless your children, for your children's floor to be your ceiling, for you to set them up high above uh, the rest, to give them a great start. You know, that's, and that's our earthly desire. But how much more does God want that for you? How much more does God want you to succeed, for you to prosper for you to have everything it is that your heart desires. You know, he even says in his word, like he doesn't, like, because when we come to him asking for needs, well, Lord, I need this, I need this, I need this. He said, why do you ask me for needs? Like that's, like that should just be a given that I take care of that. What do you, what does your heart want? What do you desire? What is it that you're believing me for? You know, and, and what are you believing God for? You know, if I were to sit one-on-one -on -one with every single one of you here and I were to say, what are you believing God for? Do you have anything? Do you have anything? Do you have the top three things? Do you have the top five things for this year or this the next five years? You know, and, that's, and that might be a tough question, but, but you know, it's, it's to motivate you to sit down with the Lord and say, okay, because, you know, if you're not growing, let me tell you something. If your faith, if you if you're not growing your faith, you're going stagnant. Okay? And and then and then stagnant, you know, it turns into like a like a a, a slow leak, like a like a tire. You know, you don't just um when the enemy comes in, yeah, the, when the enemy comes in. I'm going to I'm going to try really hard not to butcher this. When the enemy comes in and he wants to take you off the course that God has for you. Okay, it's not just like a, uh, you blow a tire, right? It's not just a, uh, all of a sudden, wow, look, I've sinned and I've like grown cold overnight, right? It's, it's, like a, it's like a slow leak in a tire. He'll come in, he'll distract you, and then, you know, you get too busy to get into the word. And then you get too busy, well, you know, I gotta, I'll go to church next Sunday. Well, you know, I'll go to church uh, next month, or I'll go, you know, and then he kind of just slowly, slowly distracts you. What is that doing? It's weakening your faith. Yeah. 
It's weakening what it is you're believing God for. It's weakening the uh, the 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 miracle, uh, the seeing the miracles that you want to see in your life. That's why when people first get saved, it's like their first love. They're so excited. You're in church when the doors are open. You're in church thirty min- in the parking lot thirty minutes beforehand, re- so excited and ready. You know, and even on Tuesday mornings, because uh, a lot of you know, unless this is your first Sunday here, we run a, a food ministry. And we pass out food and, and feed lots of families on Tuesday mornings. Can I tell you, we open the doors at 9 a.m. on Tuesday mornings for families to come in and get two boxes of groceries, three boxes of groceries. Can I tell you, there are people in the parking lot at 6.30 a.m. Can I tell you that? There are, and then by, the, by, the, by 8 a.m., the whole, the whole row of the parking lot is full of cars. Okay. And, and if you work here, you know, because when you pull in, you see it. They, they beat me here, all right? And then I come out there, and they're like, you're late. And I'm like, you want to do my job? Because I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? So, but can I tell you something that, that struck me? Because uh, uh, one morning my dad came out, and he's like, wow. He's like, there's 20. Like, this doesn't start for two and a half hours. There's 20 cars out there. I said, you know what? I can't wait for that to be a Sunday morning. I can't wait for that to be a Sunday morning when you got to get to service two and a half hours to get the parking spot, when you want to get in here early. I said, man, these people get so excited for food. But if they only knew, if they only knew of what the spiritual food that God has for them, that, that it's not just about. And because I, I look at it and, you know, I just think that's just like a couple boxes of groceries. You're going to sit out there for three hours just to get a couple things of groceries. But then I'm like, but there's so, like you have, you have to understand there's salvation, there's freedom, there's miracles, there's wellness, there's healing, there's blessings. You could prosper. And you, you see the other side, and that gets me excited. And that's what, if, if, if you take anything from today, understand that, that it doesn't stop just that salvation, just at getting saved. There's so much more that God has. Why? Because he loves us. Because he loves us so much. What else would he withhold? Nothing. He gave his only son. What else would he withhold from us? Nothing. Amen? Hallelujah. Who's receiving something here tonight? Anybody learning something? I like to talk on blessing because, you know, there's, there's an issue with the body of Christ. Because they, some people feel that, you know, the church has to be broke, busted, and disgusted. You know, some people don't like the, the blessing uh, Bible, the prosperity Bible, but I got news for people. Money is a tool. Come on. Money, and, money is a tool that we use to combat evil. Glory to God. The more, the more the church has, the more the church can do. Glory to God. The more the church can oversee. Glory to God. That food, that food truck that we just got. Imagine if we had to beg and borrow money for that truck. Imagine. Imagine. But no. This church is blessed, glory to God. That money came in. We're able to buy it. We're not renting anymore. We're able to buy our own food truck. We're able to pick up our food when we want to pick it up, glory to God. We're not doing it on man's schedule. We're doing it on God's schedule because when you serve God, he blesses you, glory to God. He blesses you for the more. He makes you a giver. You want to give, glory to God. That's what it is. That's really what it is. You know, the give, you know, oh, you should save, because you don't know what's going to happen. No. No. Give. Sow a seed. Sow a seed in faith. You know, it all belongs to God anyway. We're just stewards of everything. 
Where, my home isn't here, glory to God. My home is in heaven, glory. This is temporary. Say, this is temporary, glory to God. And the Bible says, what you, what you reap, what you sow, you reap. Hallelujah. That's why when my wife and I, we were believing for a house, we sowed for a house. When we were believing for, you know, just our honeymoon, when we were getting married, when we were believing for, you know, a, I was believing for a paid and full wedding, you know. I began to sow. I began to win souls. I began to do peculiar things. Why? Because I was getting God's attention. Lord, I got seed in the ground. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I was getting God's attention because nothing is mine. I'm just a steward of it. Hallelujah. My wife, when she was in Bible school, before she left, she sowed her car. She didn't need it anymore. She gave away her car. Come on, somebody. This is the, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if, it's, if everyone knows, but this church is giving cars away. Come on. This church will soon be giving houses away. Come on, somebody. This church will be feeding all of Rockford. Come on, somebody. This church will be housing people. P people are going to come to this church just to hear what Pastor James has to say about the community. Come on, somebody. This church will be building hospitals. Glory to God. This church will be building schools. Glory to God. Come on. I'm prophesying in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. This, your, the people in this church won't be, their hands won't be out. No, their hands are going to be out giving blessings. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's what it's about. Hallelujah. My God. I feel that in my spirit. So strong. We're blessed to be a blessing. Come on. We're blessed. Say, I am blessed to be a blessing. Hallelujah. I feel the anointing. So I don't know who needed to hear that. But it's, it's for you right now. Lift your hands. I prophesy the double over your life, double increase, double blessing because you are a giver, because you are a sower, because you are a soul winner. I prophesy in the mighty name of Jesus, 2022 will be the greatest financial year you've ever seen. I, I prophesize businesses. I prophesize inheritance. I prophesy finances just finding you in the mighty name of Jesus because you're a giver. Hallelujah. The Lord sees your heart and I he would say, well done in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I feel like dancing right now. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I better give this mic back to my wife. Hallelujah. Point number four, because of Jesus, and this is one of my personal favorites, we have boldness. We have boldness. When you, were, when you receive the Lord into your heart, and if you haven't done that today, we are going to give you an opportunity. So just catch on to this. Don't tune out. When you receive him, you become a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become brand new. Let me tell you, I used to be so, so uh, timid and introvert and shy. I didn't even like talking to people one-on-one, -on -one, looking at people in the eye. I had, and then, yeah, <laughs> you know, they say opposites attract, right? So, and I was so, I would, uh, I was very insecure, and, and a lot of it stemmed from being insecure and growing up uh, uh, shy, but I just, I just labeled it, you know what, I'm just shy, I'm just shy, and that made me feel so better. It made me, it comforted me. So when people said, hey, will you teach a Bible study at your house? I said, no, I'm shy. I can't do that. It just like kind of, you know, coddled me. But then I got that revelation because I wanted to start winning people to the Lord. And I said, oh, but I'm shy. 
I can't talk to people because I'm shy. Guys, I'm shy. And, 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 then I, and the Lord said, but who told you that? Who told you that? Who told you you were shy? Who told you I made you shy? Who told you you were, you were supposed to be shy? And then I was like, wow, I really do get a new identity. I was like, I really do get a new, I could be anything. I could be extrovert. I could be loud. I could be obnoxious. I could be, I could just be anything. And then, and then the Lord, you know, he worked with me. He grew me. So then it started like, you know, it, it would have been one of those things where if my parents asked uh, us to preach, I would have said, it's all you, baby. It's all you, right? I would never have wanted to talk in front of people. I would have never wanted to lead people to the Lord. Not because I didn't, I didn't want to, but uh, I just didn't, I didn't feel like I was equipped. I didn't feel like I could carry on a conversation, you know. And, and the Lord, he just gave me that boldness, just like, um, which I don't even know if I, no. Uh, just like in Acts, when it's, Acts 1-8, when it says, you shall receive power to become a witness, he put that on me. And when I read that, it just shook me, and I just started, you know what, I'm going to start one-on-one. I'm going to start talking to people. I'm going to start exercising this. I was sweating and shaking and nervous. But you know what I said? That's just my flesh, and my flesh has to submit to my spirit so my flesh can get over it. If I need to sit down and lead someone to the Lord, then I'll do it. But I'm not. I'm breaking this thing off of me. And you would have thought, like, and then the Lord just multiplied. It. Then I was talking to two or three people at a time, leading them to the Lord. Then I was talking to ten people. Then I was praying for cheerleading squads and football teams. And then it was uh, uh, see you at the pole, praying for hundreds of kids at a time. And then it was like one of those things where the Lord said, "Look what you've, do- look what you're doing." Look who you are. Look, that's who I made you. I didn't have you hide behind this label and and excuse you from doing what I called you to do. Because I would see myself with a microphone. I would see myself speaking at women's conferences and and preaching and, and stadiums. Like, I could see that. But I was like, Lord, that's not me. But he said, that's what I have for you. And he's given us boldness. You have access. So, you know, now we take, and we take people out now and we train them up. And it's so, it's like, it's like watching, you know, I don't know how to compare it to like maybe your kid, your kid, you're watching your kid because you see, you take someone out soul winning for the first time and they're, you could see them shaking, like reading this, the, the soul winning script we use. And, and you could hear that in their voice, they're like, you know, their voice is cracking and things like that. And I'm just like, that was me. I was like, that was me. I was like, the Lord's going to use you. My voice still cracks. I said, the Lord's going to use you. The Lord is going to use you. Don't hide behind something that the Lord never put on you. Don't hide behind something that the Lord never put on you. If the Lord didn't tell you that you are shy, then don't be shy. If the Lord didn't, uh, you know, if the Lord didn't tell you that that you uh, couldn't have a positive confession, you know, a lot of people speak death over themselves and don't even realize it because it's just the way they talk. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> In the words of Pastor James, stop it. <laughs> you know, people say, and it would be something, something silly like, oh, my leg's killing me. You know, your power, your words have power. You know, your words have power. Oh, you know, my, my back is killing me. Oh, my, you know. So broke, I can't even pay attention. You know, just like these like jokes that people just say, right? And it's like you, your words have power. Your words have power. So you start saying, "I'm bold. I'm courageous. I'm not insecure. I love myself. I love my spouse. I love my family. I love my life. I love my job." You start confessing that because the Lord will give you 
your, what it is you believe, you believe him for, what it is you confess over your life. In 1 John 4.18, it says, there is no, back to boldness, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. So the Lord doesn't want you when, because I always thought when it says fear the Lord, fear the Lord, I always thought it meant be afraid, but it doesn't. It means uh, have a reverence for God, respect the Lord, honor him, even though he's your friend and he, you know, Jesus is our brother and the Holy Spirit is our comforter. Have a, have a respect for the Lord. Don't treat uh, holy things as common. Don't treat holy things as, as just another Oh, it's another church service. Oh, it's another, you know. No, have a fear for the Lord. Have a respect for him. But don't be afraid of the Lord. Don't be afraid of him because perfect love casts out that fear. He doesn't want you to be afraid. He just wants the, the honor and the glory. Amen. And understand this. For God, 2 Timothy 1.7. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So if you have a spirit of fear, understand that's not from God. And understand this too, that, that love is a spirit because he says he's given us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. So you can even ask him, Lord, remove this spirit of fear. That's what I had to do. That's what I had to do. Lord, I don't want to be afraid. I don't want to be afraid of people. I don't want to be afraid to die. I don't want to be afraid of the call you've put on my life. I don't want to be afraid of my family. I don't want to be afraid of what people will think of me. I don't want to be afraid of, of what people are going to say. And he'll remove that from you. And he'll give you power, love, and a sound mind. He'll give that to you. Why? Because he's given us his son. Why stop there? He's given you salvation. Why stop there? Some of you have been up at night and you just, you know, people label it insomnia or, or you know, I'm just anxious or my mind just goes and wanders at night. I can't turn it off, can't sleep. You know, that's an attack of the enemy that we've just kind of cuddled and said, oh, it's insomnia. It's just, you know. But no, you speak to that. Lord, you've given me a sound mind. You've promised me sound sleep. I'm not going to wake up 30 times in the middle of the night. Father, that you're going to put on me a rest like none other. And that's what we do. We pray like that. We pray for people like that. Why? Because we recognize that we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood. It's not about flesh and blood. So if you're experiencing something in your life that's not from God, evaluate it. Lord, what do I need to do? What do I need to do to handle this? And it, and it might take action on your part. Yeah. It might take you working the word. Yeah. If, you, if you don't feel bold, it might take you going and putting yourself in uncomfortable situations to, to exercise boldness. Amen? It might take you that, that stepping out and trusting in him. Amen? So, and this is going to be the final point. And one of, uh, I know I said boldness was my favorite. This is probably my, they're all my favorite. So, you know what, just see me after service, you got a problem with that. Uh, one of the greatest gifts from God is the Holy Spirit. All right. All right. The Holy Spirit, our helpmate, our comforter. In John 16, 7, it says, but in fact, it is best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. In John 14, 26, it says, but the helper, 
comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby. You understand a lot of people look to, look to other people for all of these things. Well, I need a counselor. Well, I need someone to strengthen me. Well, I need someone to put my trust in. You understand? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. That was for someone. The Holy Spirit. Whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and act on my behalf. I'm reading the Amplified. He will teach you all things. And he will help you remember everything that I have told you. But you will receive power. This is Acts 1.8. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witness telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And I want to tell you something. This is, this is for everyone. You know, when, we, when you receive the, whole, the baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues, it, it says it in the, in the word that he prays through you, the perfect will of God, when you don't know what to pray. When you don't know what to pray. And let me tell you something. No one's at a level where, where you're too good to say, uh, I don't know what to pray. Okay? Let me tell you something. There, I mean, it doesn't matter if you, you just got saved. It doesn't matter if you've been in ministry 50 years. You're never at a level where you can say, well, I always know what to pray. All right? We, because why? If you did, then, then you wouldn't need the Holy Spirit to pray through you. Okay? The Lord gave us that as a gift to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, to pray his perfect will when we don't know what to pray. Why? Because God knew that there would be times when we don't know what to pray, all right? God knew they're going to need some help when they need a counselor. God knew they're going to need some help when they need a comforter, when they don't have anybody to be there for them, when they don't have anybody in their corner uh, and holding up their hands, when they don't have someone who's got their back. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to come and have their back. When they don't have anyone to say, it's going to be okay, you're going to make it, I made you stronger than what you think. You've already come this far. You're going to go even further. It's going to turn around and be a testimony. Why did he do that? Because he sent the Holy Spirit in to help lift us up. And so many times we look into other people for our, our, our moms, our dads, our, our kids, our, our, our aunts, our uncles, our best friends, our ex-best friends, our ex-boyfriends, our third cousin seven times removed. Because we need a counselor, we need someone to talk to, we need someone to agree with us, we need someone to uh, confide in, to vent to. Well, you know, it just I just need someone, so I'm just going to talk to them, even though I never feel good after I talk to them, but I just need someone to talk to. No, God sent us the Holy Spirit to be that for us, to be that comforter, to be that, that friend, that advocate, that we could pray to God through him, that we can rely on him. So he didn't just stop with Jesus. He didn't just stop with salvation. He sent us the gift of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the, and the Holy Spirit operates in you, and, and you might not even feel it. You might not even feel like it. But let me tell you, there's so many times where I find myself uh, operating, the Holy Spirit just operating through me, and I don't even realize it. There's times we don't even recognize it. We don't even recognize, but the, you're just, you find someone and you're just like speaking life into them or, or someone calls you with a bad report and then all of a sudden they're like, wow, I'm so glad I called you. You know, you're allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through you. You know, even, and this, and this is you, probably many of you could uh, testify to, even uh, the way you drive to work. 
You ever recognize that? The way uh, you might feel, you know what, I just feel to get off this exit and go around. And then, and then you, before you know it, there was a seven-car pileup. You know, that's the Holy Spirit. That's that still, small voice. Yeah, yeah. When you feel to call that person, you know, I don't know why. I've just, like, woken up three days in a row now thinking of this person. Maybe I'll give them a call. And you give them a call, and it was the very thing they needed in that moment. Can I tell you, even my husband, when he was out one day, one day soul winning, he knocked on a door of a man who was just minutes away from taking his own life because it was too hard. And because my husband knocked on the door, led him to the Lord, he was crying. Can I tell you, that's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit sending people. That's the Holy Spirit operating through you. And that's why it's so important to be obedient. And to recognize when the Holy Spirit is talking through you or walking through you or tells you something. Why? Because that's the helper. That's the helper God has given us. That's the helpmate. Don't ignore that still small voice. That's the helpmate. You think about that. Jesus said, I must go. I must go. I must go so someone can come. The Holy Spirit can come. Imagine, imagine what Jesus just did. I have to go. I love you, but I have to go. Someone else better than me is coming. Your, your comforter, your helpmate, your interceder, your, your power, your power to destroy sin, your power to, to, to find wealth, your power to rule over all the works of the enemy. That power, that person of the Holy Spirit shall come upon you in a mighty way. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Today you leave with the gift of the Holy Spirit. I said today you leave with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Things change for you today. Glory to God. Things change for your family today. Hallelujah. This is not, this is not fake. This is not just, oh, this is just one Sunday. and next. No, this is how you live your life. This is how my wife and I, we live our life like this. Holy Spirit, good morning. Holy Spirit, good afternoon. Holy Spirit, we love you. Holy Spirit, help us. Holy Spirit, what should we do? Holy Spirit, should we buy this house? Should we move to Rockford? Should we, should we go here today? Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. And he'll answer. Yes, don't. He'll give you that wisdom. He'll give you that power. When I was in the world and I, and I, and I, and I used to drink, I used to smoke. I, when I was in the world, the only thing that could set me free is the power of the Holy Ghost. The person of the Holy Ghost had to come, had to come inside of me, had to come touch me, had to come rearrange things in me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the anointing right now. I feel the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes, he takes that burden from you. He takes those cares from you. He takes that heavy, heavy heart. And he takes that. He takes that damaged heart. People in the world can hurt you, will hurt you. Don't turn your back on the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I feel the presence of God so strong right now. Listen, every head bowed, every eye closed. Hallelujah. This is, this is a moment right now that will change some people's lives forever. This is a serious moment. Listen, 
You don't need to have a Bible degree to know that Jesus is coming back soon. My friends, the Bible says life is but a vapor. One minute you're here, the next minute we're not. My friends, the Bible says that, that Jesus died on the cross. And at the cross, he took, he took your sickness, he took your sorrow, he took your depression. The Bible says he descended down to hell. He made a, skeptical, a, a, a spectacle of the devil. Took the keys of life and death. Resurrected. Death, where is your sting? My friend, if you're listening right now, and if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Lord and Savior, if you're not sure where you would go, if today, if today you, you took your last breath and you were no longer on this earth, would you go to heaven? Is heaven your home? Is your name written in the book of life? If you're not sure, well, I want to pray with you. If, you're, if you have no clue, I want to pray with you. My assignment in life is to lead people to Jesus. And Jesus is here right now knocking on your heart. There's things that you know you have to get corrected. There's things you know you have to fix. There's things you're doing that you know you should not be doing. And the Lord is here to help you. The Lord is here to take that brokenness away. The Lord is here to touch you and fill you and to, to change you. But if you're not sure about salvation, I want to pray with you. So if that's you, if the Lord is wrestling, I just want you to just slip your hands up in the, in the sky. That's it. Hands are going up. Hands are going up. This is not for us to embarrass you. This is not for us to shame you. No. God's perfect love cast out all fear. Now I want everyone to look at me real quick. Everyone look at me. If you know your hand should have been up, I want you, I, I want you to raise it right now. If you know, that's you. I want to pray with you right now. If you raised your hand, I want you to come up here. I want to pray with you. If you raised your hand, I want you to come up. This is not to embarrass people. This is to help people. Now, I want you to look at your neighbor, and I want you to look at your neighbor and ask your neighbor, I'll go up with you. I want you to tell that to your neighbor. I'll go up with you. I'll go up with you. Because by the Spirit of God, I know there's more people. I know there's more people. So tell your neighbor, I want you to come up. I'll, I'll go up with you. This is not to embarrass you. This is a call. This is a call. This is the greatest decision you'll ever make in life. If you'd like to stand with us as we preach the gospel and go after souls, you can do so by going to mjvministries.com and clicking Give Now. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search MJV Ministries and subscribe. Thanks for listening.